is the Intuitive Leadership Mastery Podcast. What would it take for you to double your profits and half your stress with your intuition? Learn how with your host, Michael Light. Ying Hang Cheng, best-selling author of YOLO Life and Business Style with Freedom, Fun, and Inspired Connection. She's also a lifestyle innovation coach. And we're doing a follow-up on a case study we did uh, a few months ago before she had written a book, and she was just filled with fears and doubt about how it would do, or no one would buy it, or that she needed to be small instead of big, and fear of shining her light in the world and revealing her true self and inner light, and <laughs> all the concerns about the book writing and editing and launching process and whether she could do it and was it okay to accept help from people if she didn't know she could make the deadline and a whole bunch of things. And I'll put a link to that original case study, but we want to check in and see how the, well, we know it was a best-selling launch. We want to see how the book did. So how, how did your book writing process go? The, the book writing part, like, yeah, I mean, to get, well, first of all, to get to bestsellers, that was like, Oh my God. <laughs> really I got it like that was sort of like that celebratory moment where it was like climbing from 49 to 19 to 14 then to 9 then to 2 and I was just like wow uh, and just seeing the amount of people like you know share it people who like loved it and some people who even read it like within you know the first two days of it being published like cover to cover um who were texting me about it and taking screenshots and sending me that that was something that I did not expect wow. um and that really just like yeah, that was just really something that really made it like, wow, like this message is important. It's bigger than me. It's it's something that, you know, this is why I needed to do this. So that was really, really nice <laughs> to, to, you know, to hear that from others. Um, and especially for people, someone was like, you know, this is what I've been looking for. Like, this is like answering like the questions I'm exactly asking right now. So I was like, wow, that's cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I didn't, and that person didn't even like, it wasn't he, she or she yeah she wasn't even like on my original list to like reach out to so it was like someone who just oh. kind of like, saw the news of it on uh, on facebook like an email yeah um, but the book writing process oh my gosh the book writing process is um definitely um a journey i, I mean i i think of it as a hero's journey and it was definitely um a lot of you know not only like structural uh, just like a structural goal where it demanded focus. Um, but it was also like an emotional, uh, journey, um, battling, you know, all the different parts within myself. Like you heard in the last case study and just really like <laughs> accepting, loving, um, but also like acknowledging that these parts, um, you know, all live inside of me and, and that they have, potential to be transformed um, I think like really like taking the time and not neglecting that was super key um, to actually move forward because I every step I took forward I literally had to like I took two or three steps back and I was like okay like we need to change this because otherwise it'll take like years before I finish this um, yeah and that's when it really helped to do what would it take um, like journaling um, that's when it took like a really good time to just kind of like pause and think about it, or even take some time off from the actual editing because I finished like the book within a month and a half 
But the editing process was just like, I didn't want to read my own thing in the beginning because I was like, I don't know, like what? And then I would put it off for like three, four days and I'll read it and I'll be like, oh, actually, wow, I didn't know I wrote this. This sounds good. <laughs> you know? so, so yeah, there was a lot of like uh, hide and seek. <laughs> And you, part of this emotional journey was dealing with the fears that you had, uh, that the writing wasn't good enough or for people sure. wouldn't read it. Yeah, so in the book, I actually share a lot of personal stories that were really, really vulnerable to me. And because I wrote my first copy in Whistler, which is, um, you know, the whole, the book, the topic of the book is lifestyle and and business style, YOLO lifestyle and business style, I noticed that like in order for me to commit to the book, um, I needed to have something equally exciting and equally fun um, as much as the fear of the, of, uh, the fear of committing to something such, such a big project. Um, and so I paired it with, um, I launched it together with a, a snowboarding trip to Whistler um, for the month of February, basically. Wow. And, so yeah, so like with this big reward, um, I like kind of launched the book together. And so a lot of those stories that I wrote during um, that kind of trickle through the book are written during that time when I was alone and I was like really enjoying myself but I was going really deep in some of the vulnerable stories. And so after writing those, I was really scared to like release them. <laughs> a part of my heart, right? Like it's like a part of like this naked girl inside of me and so I was really afraid that people were not going to accept it they're going to all read it and be like who is this person like this is like not um not who I thought she was and you know a lot of people did a lot of people said that they had no idea like that was the journey that I had to go through and like but then now they understand why I am doing this and why um why they if this resonates with them like they need to pay attention and how they can change their lives with the solo concept too um but releasing that topic or like a lot of the stories was a big um was a big leap for me um in terms of just being peeling another layer of authenticity um you know just like peeling another layer off for more authenticity to shine through well, and I think by being vulnerable and authentic, it really creates a greater connection with your readers. And I certainly know there were some things I wrote in my first book that uh, I was nervous about people reading. But I've had, you know, yeah, it, it's um, absolutely. You know, I forget who said this, but you know, whatever we create polarizes the people out there. Some people love it, some will hate it, and that's okay. <laughs> Yeah, because for if, we, sure. if we try, if we try and make everyone happy, it just turns into this bland thing, and no one really likes it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like I remember this happening because, like, um, yeah, to that point, like I was, you know, when I was deciding my title and my subtitles, I was like putting it on Facebook, I was putting it um, all different um, sources, and I realized that some people were really adamantly against it, and then some people loved it, and it was definitely polarized. Some people were like, this just sounds like sound bites, and it's, um, it's super cliche, and, um, and, and, and da-da-da, right? But then I realized that, like, um, the people who were excited about it or who, who were following up with like different ideas about it, those were the ones who were getting the book. Those were the ones who were reading through it and doing the exercises in it. And so <laughs> like that part of me that just 
wanted everyone to love it, um, had to like take a step back and really focus on the people who really, um, who this message was really for. Uh, I think that was a big, and that continues to be a big, um, a big sort of uh, direction um, to commit to. Mm. So talking of committing to things, uh, you committed to a deadline to publish <laughs> yes. your book. Tell us how that worked for you and your relationship sure, to yeah. the deadline. So, so originally um, I had thought that writing a book was going to take me a very short time because I was reading online that there are these programs that were like, you know, write a book in 40 days or like write a book in 30 <laughs> days. And, um, and then and then, um, and so I was like, okay, cool. So I'll do it in two months um, or a month, or I'll do the first draft in a month, the second draft in two months and stuff like that. And so, so what I found was actually, it took me a month and a half to write the book, um, because I had already done programs before that. And this book kind of sprouted off out of my group programs because all the people were like getting results. They were excited and they're like, you should totally do something that can reach more people um, or that we could follow while we're not in the program um, or when we graduate. And so I was like, okay, cool, I'll do it. Um, but the editing process actually took a lot longer. So my creative process, um, yeah. So, so then as I was writing it, I was like, okay, cool. I can put a deadline to it. But when the editing process started, I, like did not want to commit to a deadline i was thinking okay i'll do it at the end of april maybe i'll do it in may and then at one point like i just had to put a deadline there because even though i put the deadline there like my body was like not believing that that was like a realistic deadline and so i would just be um i would work on it and work really hard on it and and I would know that there would still be a lot to do. And I would still be editing sentences where I should have been like scanning and just like, you know, structurally like structuring everything instead of changing the sentences. Um, and so, and so what I realized was that deadlines are super important for focus. And second of all, like when you put a deadline in there, a thousand fears will come up. Maybe uh, that's what it did for me, uh, but that's okay. Especially if it's a new project because yeah, cause, um, cause it's new and you don't know if you can do it. And, um, and yeah, like I was mentioning earlier as well, um, before the call, um, I, I have new projects that are coming up. I'm rolling out membership sites and, um, and different ways because people are like, what's next now? And so a lot of people who have finished meeting it are like, oh, these are my new questions. I want to take this to the next level. Like, what can I do next? And so I'm rolling out new things and the same type of fears actually show up, um, which is the same ones. The same ones. <laughs> The same ones, and I'm like, oh, and I didn't notice it until I started reading my case study from the week before, the, the last case study, and I was like, oh, this is what I've been thinking about all day today, and I was like, that's, you know, you, you find, like, you feel like you're tricked, you know, because you're like, oh, my God, you tricked me again, <laughs> like, um, this fear, yeah, it, it's like, it's like the seduction, you know, you, you get seduced by the fear <laughs> and um, the fear of not being good enough or something like that. Like it's like a little dwarf and they seduce you on, on this path of thought and you got tricked again. I'm like, oh my God. And so I come back to the middle, you know, take the other four. Uh, so that's kind of how I saw <laughs> that when I like read the last case study. <laughs> so you recognized all these old, 
old fears. Do, do you feel your relationship with them is the same or is it shifted in some oh, way? Oh, shifted for sure. I mean, just from like sheer awareness. Now it's, um, um, it's a lot less serious, um, than it was before. Hmm. Yeah, so you can like laugh. The worst case more. scenario is sort of, um, yeah, because exactly, because you can just see how that isn't as important. Like, it's not worth the time to kind of worry about it or um, to feel down about it because, you know, um, the way that I felt during the book writing was actually um, all those feelings was actually really holding me back as opposed to really being um, like encouraging to the whole process. So now I know that, you know, Oh, like I just did that, just, just did this launch project and that had originally held me back. And so now into the new project, I don't actually need to hold on to these and I can identify them as they come up just because I had identified them then. Um, so you kind of chase that forward. Mm. Well, that's great. So they don't get in your way as much and, and give you writer's block or creator's block. or, or Exactly. Um, or fear of visibility. I think that's a huge one. Mm. Yeah, because you're more visible now. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I remember the first day after I launched my book and it got to bestsellers, the next day I had brunch with my friends, um, a bunch of them, and they were all like very, like, you know, um, like really like people I look up to and I was like oh my gosh they're all gonna know about this and I walk in and or, or rather I was just hoping to still stay like in a cloak you know I didn't want to really like boast about it or talk about it but people like it was really surprising because every single person on the table had actually even like reached out to them personally to oh. share about and so one of them even like finished like reading halfway through it he's like oh i was doing my morning exercise in the morning and i was just like browsing through it and it was good and he's like in the financial industry and i was like wow <laughs> um, i did not know that um, that that appealed to an audience um, in that industry so i was like that was new wow um so you're more comfortable, uh, you know, being bigger in the world now. For sure. I think like, I think like, honestly, um, just like I was sharing earlier, like, because there were like these areas that I was worried that people are not going to like, um, that it's already out in the world right now in the form of this book. Um, I actually feel a lot more comfortable just like sharing anything that, um, and, and in a way that, yeah, it's just honest. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. Well, what an enormous growth uh, step for you to to do that. Because I, if I remember right, that came from your childhood where you kind of uh, covered up your light and now you're letting it shine out and share your authentic right. truth with others. Even mm -hmm. if it isn't, isn't perfect. Or <laughs> yeah. Speak, speak Even if it isn't perfect. Yeah. So I, I know perfectionism was part, part of your issue in the past. What's your relationship with perfectionism now? Oh my gosh. Um, perfectionism. I mean, I think like, 
I think like perfectionism actually inhibits um, like perfect, 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 perfect. Perfectionism actually inhibits like level 10 of perfectionism actually really inhibits creation. <laughs> I mean, you need, you need to have some form of perfection, but also at one point you just need to shit. Um, you know, actually like the day or two days before the book was being like published I was still working on it because I was like there's got to be more that I can um that I can like edit out and I mean it wasn't perfect there are certain things within the book that I wanted that could have been better um but yeah so my relationship perfection with perfectionism is like I acknowledge its existence and I also know that the deadline is something to conquer it the deadline actually is stronger than perfection perfectionism so so within the time frame that you have set for yourself or like for um you know that is gonna be able to allow like overcoming of perfectionism to get it out you know as perfect as possible within that time frame i think that's like a nice controlled perfectionism <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah i mean you know you want you want it to be you want it to be good um and you know i i think perfect is the enemy of the of good um, so, because otherwise stuff never gets released. I mean, I think that's what yeah. a lot of us have been, I've had that in the past. You know, I, I started writing a book. I didn't release it. And I, I know a lot of other people have things they want to say they want to do, whether it's writing a book or going on world travels or uh, creating a business or whatever. And without a deadline and without facing those fears like you did, it, it just doesn't get released and that creation doesn't go into the world. <laughs> and then and then like a year or two pass um and you're like okay maybe i should release it and then five years or a decade pass and then you've already changed so yeah. there's if you release it it's a reflection of the old identity or the old you mm -hmm. so yeah. that it never gets released <laughs> right so you're like oh that's no longer me so yeah <laughs> and and which is a shame for you and and the world being able to share the great things you can share but it also means you don't release the fears underlying that block of, of releasing it. Exactly. Because it's actually, a, a bigger loss. Yeah. Cause actually the person, yeah, yeah. It's a bigger loss. Exactly. I was going to say like, actually the person you become as you do, as you embark on something big like this or like some, some career project that you're always thinking of or your big idea um, is more important than it just as important as like, the actual product being released like you conquering that process and like moving on from that idea it just feels like you know you know so much has been lifted i remember the day after the launch um i was just i just felt like i was already feeling really good about the launch and like really good about writing it and really good about getting there and but then the moment I had some time to myself i felt so much lighter i literally felt like i had birthed an energetic baby and I was just like there's so much more space in me and I was much more creative and there were so many more ideas and I was like where did this even come from I had no idea that I had been incubating something um mm. inside of me for this long and just as sort of um, a baby has its own life like the book has its own life too um it attracts like a whole like you know its own community its own people and I think at this point I'm just seeing it as you know what does it need like what does it need within the business and like how can I just like give it what it needs to um, share its message out 
Yeah, I think that's a great way to look at it. The, 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 your creation, whether it's a book or product or a business, it has its own spiritual energy and it wants to come into being and it's chosen you to, to give birth to it. And if we hold on to things and don't release them, um, it's kind of stifling that, that living being's existence. <laughs> and it'll always stay in there and you'll know it, right? Because your mind will always wander back to it and be like, oh, have I, <laughs> like, oh, it's here, it's back again. This idea is back again, it's back again. So, you know, if you miss it, like, it'll come back. It'll just, but it will whisper softer and softer each time. But, it, but mm-hmm. if there is something that comes to you, you know, that's definitely a big one. And, uh, you know, and that can lead to feelings of regret, which I think is one of the ways people age. You know, I, I don't think we purely age just because the calendar years have gone by. It's because we have undealt with crap inside ourselves, regrets and traumas that we haven't dealt with. And if we can clear those out, we can stay younger. <laughs> so that's a beauty yeah. tip for those watching. <laughs> Facial. Yes, release release your regrets, you know, release the things that you want to create in the world and you'll look younger. (laughs) Yeah. You'll have more aliveness. Yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned that your identity has shifted since you did this to tell us a bit about that, your identity before and your identity now that you've released this best-selling book. (laughs) Sure. Oh my gosh, this is a really interesting topic too, because I was actually um, hanging out with my boyfriend and um, when with a mutual friend, and this is um, this is a kind of a tangent, but it's kind of related to identity. And I was like, kind of like, and we were just like um, joking around and having fun. And at one point, um, he was like teasing me about something, right? And I was um, with my friend. I was like. I was like, you know, kind of like jesting and really like, see, like he's still stuck in my old identity of me, but I have changed and he's not followed up with this new identity of me. And like my friend was laughing at like the way we we're just like joking with each other. And, and as I was kind of reflecting upon like that idea, um, or like, I was like looking at myself today and I was like, um, taking on these new projects and like thinking of planning the rest of the year with this new book. Um, and the rest of the products from before, I was thinking like, okay, cool. Like um, I was having some of the similar doubts as I was mentioning earlier come up and I realized that, hey, you know what? Like actually, like I'm still stuck in my old identity. Um, I'm still having those fears for my old identity. Like why am I not like jumping over or like, you know, there's an opportunity here that I can be sitting in the vehicle of this book and, um, and all the work that I've already done and, and ride much faster at like 100k. But like, why am I still walking in the shoes of my old identity? Like along the side, it's going to take much longer to accomplish what I want to. How, how many identity it. shoes do you have here? <laughs> you talking Imelda Marcos, the number of identity shoes? I know. I, okay. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah, I don't know, but I definitely, um, I definitely have a new one that I'm getting into. The new, um, new identity. Yeah. Yeah. This new upgraded. I, I was like joking with my, yeah, with them. And I was like, oh yeah, you know, I'm just going to install this new one in. And I just like imagine like this, like whole like installation and like rebooting of me. So that it's like all integrated, um, before, before I take on this next challenge. Mm. 
Well, sounds sounds good. And how does this, you know, this public identity is that the same as your internal self or? Yeah, closer and closer. I think so. My goal is to um, to have sort of um, a very so as growing up, right, as a third culture kid, I lived in many countries, like internationally, like three to five years each time. Um, and so I literally had different multiple identities, like every single time I switched schools, um, depending <laughs> on whatever was, and I write about this a lot in the book, um, depending on what is like, right? Like, and what is socially like, you know, pop, like popular likes, like people, if people think you're nice, basically the, the, the equation I got was being nice equals having more friends and having more friends equals more happiness, something like that. And so... <laughs> And so I had a lot of identities and I feel like it was really tiring to upkeep all of them, right? Because like you have, it's, like, it's every single identity requires like energy to like um, upkeep. And so I, so then now even in the business and the personal life, like I try to just have one voice, one identity um, so that, and so, and I'm also like, you know, evolving and developing this, this identity. So it's, it's a constant like work and progress. It's a constant evolution. Um, but it's something that I realized that when everything is aligned, like everything you say, everything you do, everything you create is all aligned. Like that's so much more efficient, like energetically, it makes you happier, more fulfilled. Like you're just aligned with your values. Um, and you know, in the first chapter, like I talk a lot about that as well. And, and that's why I think, yeah. So, so even though there's a multiple identities, um, there's definitely one right now that I'm merging everything into, kind of <laughs> like integrating everything into. And that is the one that's the most connected and the most aligned. So you used to be like a social chameleon who would change her color oh, depending yeah. on what friends she was with. And now you've got your own style and color and you just... Kind of, okay. yeah. I mean, it doesn't help that I like speak like so many different, like different languages too, right? And have friends <laughs> in different countries. So, like every single time I meet, like my elementary school, I'd be a personality. Every time I meet, like you know, my my coaching friends, it'd be a different one. And if I meet my German friends, when I was in just in Germany, like I had like a whole like German identity. And so, so yeah. But then it, it now it's like all kind of like aligned. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Okay. Cool. And then after you launched the book, did, did you have some emptiness or? Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, after launching the book, I was like, so many new ideas, so, so much more um, opportunity. And then, um, and then I was just like, and then like what I was saying, like the, there was a huge emptiness because I hadn't, my identity hadn't caught up to the new identity. And so I was feeling really lost because this new me knew that I am able to do like bigger things and create more and just um, step more into my purpose because I had already um, stepped through that last level. But because this old me hadn't caught up to the me yet that old me still didn't think it was possible or like it didn't know really it wasn't clear on what the next step was even though the new me already did so I just had to realign to that new version so that I could take a deep breath and um and see all of um the next steps because I had all the steps in my book already in my like productivity journal and then um and then the old one was still holding everything back so mm. is that big 
<laughs> yeah. Well, and and I think just on a Does practical level, whenever you have a have a big project and it ends, you know, we've been you've been busy for months and focused on it, and then it's done, and it's like you don't have all those things to do. So, I think it's a natural thing as well, um, and it's part yeah, of the yeah, like a big gap, and then you get into another project. Yeah, it's like a it's like the seasons of of life. You know, you you have summer where it's everything's all full of energy and then you have winter when you regather yourself and can create new the seeds of new creations um so you know i, I don't think there's anything wrong with with a little emptiness after after birthing a new product <laughs> i mean what do they call that in physical birthing right postpartum <laughs> right yeah you know so yeah like, interesting interesting way of looking at pregnancy that way yeah or like looking yeah. at it through the lens of pregnancy right so you know i think there's some wisdom there uh, from that so you you use the what would it take and some of the, what what were the other tools you used in this process um i actually used um tlc quite a bit um yeah so and how did that help you so um as the momentum as the momentum was going really really fast um i mean on the day of the launch and the night before the launch and the night after the launch i was like full of adrenaline it was so exciting i was i was just basically talking to as many people as i could and and that was really great um but then after I think like after it or like right before it, there was a lot of times where there was a huge momentum and in order to be in the momentum rather than like kind of like not ride the momentum, I did a lot of TLC breath work to just um, center myself so that I can like, you know, continue and continue and continue um, much easier and much more effortlessly than, than I think um, I would have been able to. I was actually um, on, we, in Italy, we have this super fast car, like this Mercedes AMG. I don't even know, like whatever series. And but basically, it was going at 250 kilometers on the German Autobahn, oh um, which was like <laughs> limitless, right? Like I mean, it's like unlimited, like speed limit. And so um, during that time, I was actually feeling the huge momentum. And I and I did TLC during that thing. And then I was thinking to myself, you know, like business is kind of like this. Sometimes we put the brakes on, um, even though we don't need to, um, just because the momentum of everything and opportunities and the decisions, like there's just so much coming at us. Um, and I really, really enjoyed that metaphor um, to know that, you know, when you do feel overwhelmed, um, it's okay. Um, there's a possibility to just ride on that that same frequency as opposed to having to like gear down or like, you know, a break um, when you don't need to absolutely like when you don't absolutely need to. So that was, that was a cool TLC moment. That is cool. I could just see you in this fast car on the autobahn. <laughs> yeah, I was like, ooh. To the light. <laughs> Sounds fun. Yeah, that's okay. yeah. Yeah. And any, any other things you did? with spiritual tools in this book creation process and launch? Let me think. Um, I mean, I definitely tried to do the, the, the chair thing or like tried to talk to like my audience avatar to see like what they wanted. Um, 
I like I, I attempted those a couple of times. Um, I wasn't sure if I was getting it or I think I talked to you about one of them too. Like I was asking mm-hmm. you something, I forgot what it was um, in, mm-hmm. in Facebook chat. <laughs> and then you gave mm-hmm. me a tip about um, yeah, about how to like um like a good what what would it take question to <laughs> ask. Yeah. Did having an audience avatar help you? you know, I clear think, who your ideal reader was? I think my ideal, I mean, I definitely have a few different ideal readers. So unlike, you know, unlike what I imagined, which I was like really, really hard on myself with, I was like, oh, you have to have like one niche that you're speaking to. Um, there was like two or three. And so, um, so what I did, I just saw them in their own category and I just addressed them throughout the book, like in each of their um, mm. stages. Yeah. That's I mean, a good insight like, that you didn't, yeah. you didn't have to have the perfect one avatar. <laughs> yeah. Cause I think like that's a rule that obviously is very important. And a lot of people have gotten a lot of success of it, but I realized that, um, that because I had like, for some reason, I just felt like there was pulling, like these, both of these people were pulling me um, to them. And then the third one's kind of like in between it that I just wanted to address three of them. Mm. Cool. Or two, two mainly, yeah. Um, yeah. So any other updates you want to share with listeners? Um. Well, I would love to share that um, because you've listened all the way till here. Um, I'd love to share a link to, um, to also let you like take a peek into the book and see how you can live your lifestyle and create your ideas into reality. And business. that's what I'd love to gift you and um, hope you like it. And then um, another thing is, Last thing is that big idea of yours, um, whatever it is, um, birth it out. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. Well, we'll put that link in the show notes so people can get that gift and info. And uh, we, I really appreciate you coming back on the show and telling people how things went after all that nail biting, nerve wracking time you had before and, and you just look more relaxed and happy now not that you were that happy before yeah. but i think if you look <laughs> back at that previous video there was a bit of anxiety going on <laughs> yeah i mean th- there's a whole new project for a membership right now the yolo membership and like um and i could be in that position but, but yeah it's but maybe talk to you in another month and it'll be different but who knows <laughs> <laughs> great well, thanks for joining us from Hong Kong where it's late at night and um, I'm sure we'll get to meet you somewhere in the world. So thanks yeah. so much, Ying Hang. <laughs> Absolutely. So good to have all of you guys here. <laughs> yeah. Get strategies and show notes at intuitiveleadershipmastery.com. What would it take to see you here next time on the Intuitive Leadership Mastery Podcast?